Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, former Eagles franchise quarterback Carson Wentz is headed back to the NFC East. We're going to talk about it coming up next. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Wednesday edition of the show. It's Wentz Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think we were going to be talking about Carson Wentz again for a very long time on this podcast after we kind of wrapped it up a few weeks ago, diving into everything that went wrong with Carson with the Eagles on the one-year anniversary of that blockbuster trade with Indianapolis last year. But crazy NFL news just continues to stockpile. Yesterday, it was Russell Wilson heading over to the Denver Broncos and how we learned the Eagles did make a trade offer for Wilson, but he did not want to waive his no trade clause. We did that podcast. You can find our reactions on YouTube and all podcast platforms and on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DBLCLOE, at GC24 underscore football. And then today, I'm like, all right, we're going to dive back into free agent options as free agency starts up next Tuesday. That's the tampering window. And then the official start is on Wednesday. Like we haven't even gotten to free agency yet. And we're just getting hammered with crazy NFL news, blockbuster trades involving quarterbacks. And then today it happened again with Carson Wentz. And I wouldn't be doing a whole episode about Carson Wentz again if he got traded to the Denver Broncos before Russell Wilson or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Pittsburgh Steelers. But today the Colts traded Wentz to the NFC East, to the Washington Commanders, which means Carson Wentz is going to not only be playing the Eagles twice in 2022, but he's going to be headed back to Philadelphia. And that was not expected this year. The Eagles do play the Colts next year in Indianapolis. So we thought, yeah, the Eagles would still play Wentz. We'd have a whole week to talk about potentially Hurts versus Carson, but we didn't think he'd be coming back to the link. And that is going down next year. And so we're going to talk about it today because the Colts gave up on Carson after just one year with the franchise. They only got as high as a third round draft pick in 2022. They also got a third round pick from Washington in 2023. And then the two teams swapped second round picks in this coming draft. So Carson is out of Indy and he's headed to Washington as the commanders desperately look for their franchise quarterback. They missed out on Russell Wilson, just like the Eagles. They made an offer, but Russ did not want to go to the NFC East. So here they are going for a player in Carson Wentz that, to be honest, killed them from Wentz's stint in Philadelphia in 2016 to 2020. And it's interesting because even with player and some head coach support, for Wentz today, you know, you saw Michael Pittman come out and say what a great teammate he was. Darius Leonard, very frustrated. The Colts have now, they're going to have five different quarterbacks in five years that he has been on the team, despite Frank Reich also, you know, not going to bat for him through the media, these press conferences like he did last year. He did still say he believed in Wentz, but it didn't sound like it mattered because at the top, the Colts organization, you saw that massive um, story from The Athletic today where Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard, the general manager and owner, Jim Ursay, especially the Indianapolis Colts owner, lost faith on Wentz hard and fast early in 2021. 
some of that story consisted of they just did not feel like Carson Wentz was the leader the Andrew Luck type for that franchise to handle the pressure both on and off the field. On the field when it comes to having to win one of the final two games to make the postseason. On the field when it comes to actual pressure and not playing hero ball. Off the field as well when it comes to you know doing anything it took to win and getting vaccinated. Ursay never really did get over the fact that Carson was not available and then he was rusty because of that fact that he got COVID and he was horrible against the Raiders, it just sounded like Ursay was out on Wentz and didn't think that he had what it took anymore to be a franchise quarterback and take on that enormous amount of pressure. There is not more pressure on any athlete in sports than a franchise quarterback. And you can see why Wentz maybe is not the guy to handle that kind of pressure anymore. Looking at all the things that happened throughout his career in Philadelphia and then Indianapolis. And in that story as well, they were talking about how he just refuses to change his style of play, how that hero ball never say die. It goes in one ear and out the other when it comes to trying to you know find a middle ground with that style of play and learn to fight another down. The stubbornness, the insecurities just sound like they are right now enormous and they've gotten worse over time. And again, you can see why. And that's what we did on our podcast a couple of weeks ago was take a look at all the reasons Carson is the way he is right now. But the Colts, I mean, it's very damning that this story came out and it sounds like to them, Carson is just unfixable. And at this point he is who he is and they weren't willing to give it another shot in 2022, despite Wentz winning you nine games last year, playing every game of the regular season and throwing 27 touchdowns and seven picks. It looks like those you know downfalls of Carson, those issues he's had, they don't think he would be able to kick it. And so they shipped him off, right? You know, not being able to handle coaching and criticism and adversity. Those things are things that an organization that had Frank Reich there didn't believe he could handle. And so it's a, it's an interesting situation to watch, you know, play out. And again, I don't think that teammates hated him or anything like that, you know, but there, I think there's a difference between being a bad leader and somebody that can handle pressure and also being a bad teammate, right? You have to be a leader though when you're QB1 and you know what Jalen Hurts has, right? What Nick Foles had. It doesn't sound like Carson is that kind of player. He's not the rah-rah vocal leader, but when you again when you're quarterback 1, you have to be. So I don't know if that means he's a bad teammate. I mean again, Michael Pittman and Darius Leonard came out today in support of Carson and kind of voiced their frustrations with what happened. But you know, the leadership thing that was talked about in Philadelphia as well. So it's, uh, it's not a good look for Carson today, especially, I mean, this, the timing of this trade could not seem more scripted. When you look at the report earlier today, that athletic story was only the first thing to drop today. You saw from Jeff McLean, his column on the Philadelphia Inquirer included another damning story of Carson, who apparently after he tore his ACL in 2017, and again, we're not sure if this is 100% true, but when there's a lot of smoke, eventually there's fire. Wentz, according to this story, openly complained about the Eagles' success they had in 2017 on that Super Bowl run after he did tear his ACL. And I heard from another good friend that has sources inside the Novacare complex that this story, there is weight to it. And apparently, as part of the story, a player confronted Wentz and they had to eventually be separated. So back-to-back -back stories today, look, as somebody that has defended Carson Wentz a lot 
And I've always been torn about stories like this and hearing if, you know, is he a bad teammate? Is he a bad leader? You know, you've seen teammates like Leonard and Michael Pittman publicly back him. You know, after those stories came out in 2018 and 2019 about Carson, a lot of the core of Eagles players, they defended Wentz. So for me, it was always hard to just go all in on hating Carson and believing these stories. When you heard his teammates say it, it's super hard to know when you're not inside the locker room. But at the same time, like to hear that, like if you, to be upset and show it about missing out on being a part of that Super Bowl run, that's one thing. As a human being, anybody would be affected by that, especially with the season you were having in the unlucky way that your season ended. I would totally get that. But to be mad that the Eagles did not turtle and that they won without you, that is not defendable. You could make the argument in favor of Wentz for a lot of these situations, including Indianapolis. And you could even understand why you know, he is the way he is now. That doesn't even really have to do with his own doing. A lot of it has to do with the organizations that he's been a part of. Again, not removing him from blame. He has always been very stubborn and does not hold himself accountable. But this one, if this story is true about being upset at the team's success, that is indefensible. And so I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm frustrated thinking about this again because I don't know how to view Carson Wentz. I don't know how to look back at Carson's time in Philadelphia and what happened with the Colts. I don't know whether to see him as this selfish, you know, insecure, horrible leader that's also a bad teammate that only wants his team's success from his own doing, right? He, it's all on him. It's his way or the highway, right? Or is he somebody that just has some major flaws that rear their ugly head in the worst situations that just so have happened to come up a lot throughout his career? Like, is he just, you know, is he a horrible person, a bad teammate, a bad leader? Or is he just an extremely insecure person that, you know, those insecurities built up more and more when those injuries happened and when his backup went on a run twice, two years in a row, and when the Eagles took Jalen Hurts and he just doesn't handle that pressure because of the insecurities that well and because of the injuries and the lack of weapons around him. And then again, you know, for the most part, he's a good teammate. And those situations, he's just, that's when his worst character flaws show. Or is he, or is he just, you know, straight up an a-hole? Or is he just a bad guy? Because there's a lot of these stories now and it's getting hard to defend him. I don't know what to think. You know, I think the conclusion I would make again is that he just has some really brutal character flaws that he has not been able to get over. And considering the position he plays, the talent that he has, the platform that he had, like the stage he was on in Philadelphia and being the second overall pick, and again, having that talent and setting the expectations in 2017, and then the way everything fell apart, it was just a recipe for disaster when a guy probably already had insecurities and did not handle pressure well. I think that's most likely what this is because, again, I don't know. I mean, Colts players are defending him. Even Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long said on Chris Long's podcast last year that they never had an issue with Carson. He just, you know, he wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't a bad teammate, but he had leadership issues because he didn't relate with everybody. He wasn't the vocal player like Nick Foles or Jalen Hurts that every single guy could relate to. So, I mean, that's probably the reality, and that's probably the reality of what the Colts saw and just knew he wasn't that guy. And because of everything that's happened 
does not handle pressure well and won't listen anymore. And maybe he's a broken product, but I don't know. I mean, or is he just a, is this who he's always been? And, you know, maybe I didn't want to believe it. I have no idea, but regardless, Wentz is going to be in Washington next year. And the storylines for this are going to be juicy as all hell. Eagles, Washington next year. The rivalry is back on. You could not have scripted this any better. We're going to continue to get into it coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. It's the time of year that I've pretty much given up on my New Year's resolutions normally, most of the time throughout my life, right? I was going to stop procrastination. I was going to go to the gym every day. I was going to eat better. That normally wasn't the case. Well, in 2022, it's going a lot better. And that's in thanks to Built Bar. Been eating a whole lot better because... I'm hammering these bars covered in 100% chocolate, but it's all of the flavor and this time, none of the guilt. And it's none of the unhealthy products in the bars because these only have 130 calories, four grams of net sugar. Um, I should say just straight sugar, four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to the candy bars that I used to eat, which usually had around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs built bars. They're low in calories, low in all of the unhealthy stuff, but they are very high in delicious flavors. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, they've got white chocolate cookies and cream as well. And for a protein bar, they've got marshmallow-infused protein bars as well with cinnamon churro flavors, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. Where are you going to find those kind, that kind of variety in a protein bar. You can find it at built.com and make sure you use our promo code locked 15. It's L O C K E D one five to get 15% off your next order. Again, it's promo code locked 15 L O C K E D one five for 15% off your next order of built bars at built.com. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase joining you on this Wednesday edition of the show, getting into the blockbuster trade today that has a lot to do with the Eagles. Their former quarterback, Carson Wentz, the Indianapolis Colts have given up on him after a year, and they have shipped him off back to the NFC East. But no, it's not back to the Eagles. It's to the Washington Commanders. So the Eagles are going to see Carson two times next year. And again, you could not have scripted this any better. The Eagles are going to play Carson twice next year, and he's going to be at the link, which is going to be intense. I mean, the boos are going to be insane, right? Look, to me, I still look back at Carson's time in Philadelphia fondly. He was a main reason you won a Super Bowl, and for that, everything else was worth it. All of the drama, all of the injuries, the downfall, the draft picks you gave up, all the resources you invested to make him work, all the stories, the distractions, it worked for me. But I don't think that Carson Wentz is going to get, is he going to get a tribute video? Is he going to get a standing ovation? They're not going to applaud him like they would Nick Foles or like they did Brian Dawkins or LaShawn McCoy when he came back from Buffalo. Um, even Deshaun Jackson when he came back from Washington, the Eagles knew it wasn't DJX that wanted to leave. It was because of Chip Kelly. With Carson, after demanding a trade and after that last story that just came out today about potentially you know, not rooting for the Eagles to lose, but kind of being frustrated that the Eagles were winning without him in 2017 and feeling insecure about that, you know he's going to get heckled like crazy. I mean, you think it's going to be intense for Ben Simmons coming up uh, at Wells Fargo Center this Friday, just sitting on the bench? The Eagles are going to want Josh Sweat to have seven sacks in that game next year at Lincoln Financial Field, and it's going to be intense. To me, 
this is going to be better than Donovan McNabb in Washington. I saw a lot of people say, like, it's very similar. You know, your former franchise quarterback that shot, you know, you squeeze everything out of them and you ship them off to Washington and they get the, you know, just the skins and the scraps, the crumbs. But I think this is a little bit different. I think this is more like when Deshaun Jackson went back to Washington or went to Washington. I think it's intense. I think this is going to be a game that you're not going to want to lose because unlike McNabb, Carson Wentz is still, you know, somebody that's not 30 years old yet. He's still a quarterback that, again, despite his enormous flaws that he just cannot seem to fix, he's still a quarterback capable of winning games. He won nine games last year for the Colts and had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He's still extremely talented. Like, this is still a good quarterback in the NFL, again, that just has major deficiencies that probably aren't worth the risk. Um, and you look at Washington, you know, this is a good roster. I mean, Carson Wentz, to be honest, has the best weapons he's ever had. I mean, he should have been throwing to Terry McLaurin back in 2019 that the Eagles would have took him, but he finally is a great true wide receiver one, which he's never had before. Terry McLaurin's the best receiver Wentz has ever had. He's got Curtis Samuel. He has, you know, Antonio Gibson in the backfield. He's got a good offensive line, a really good defense. I know everybody's laughing today about this situation, but I don't know if you should be laughing. I mean, this is going to be a close, intense rivalry, and Washington got a lot better today, if you ask me. I think the commanders are a team now with Carson that they're going to be pushing you. I mean, they're right now, to me, on par with the Eagles. They were last year with Taylor Heineke. Add Carson Wentz, yeah, again, Wentz has some major issues that are going to likely make him a journeyman quarterback, but 27 touchdowns, seven picks, you add that to Washington's offense? which is more talented than the Colts, by the way. I don't know. I mean, this is going to be better and more different, more intense, closer than McNabb and Washington. Because even though Donovan beat the Eagles in his homecoming game back in 2010, he fell off really quick the minute he left the Eagles. With Wentz, has he fallen off? Yeah, 100%. But again, for everything, all the negatives we've talked about with Carson, 2021 Wentz was not 2020 Wentz. So... Today was a loss for the Eagles in a sense that their division rival, to me, got better at the most important position. And so it's going to make the rivalry more intense and it's going to make these games matter a whole lot more. And to me, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to respect them more than McNabb with Washington. I see it more like DJX going to um, the commanders because, two, you look at it like Deshaun, there's real beef on both sides of this one. On the Eagles side, like that's why this is going to be intense. With Donovan, everybody loved McNabb, or most should have loved McNabb, but nobody had issues with the way that ended. The Eagles in 2009 said, all right, we feel like we've gotten everything out of McNabb. We could. We want to move to the future with Kevin Cobb, and they traded him away. With this, there's real beef because on the Eagles side, people, they are not happy that Carson Wentz demanded a trade, and they're not going to be able to unhear about what happened in the Super Bowl season that Wentz maybe was rooting for the Eagles to lose. But then on Carson's side, it's justified for him to really want to win against the Eagles too and you know have personal beef in this rivalry because he feels like they the Eagles played a big role in failing him and for creating the situation he is in right now and kind of made him feel scapegoated. So both sides have real justifiable uh, justifiable issues in this that is going to make it a legitimate rivalry. Like this is what rivalries in sports are all about. It's things like this. 
And it's why I thought that game in 2014 between the Eagles and Washington, when DJX came back, was one of the most intense games I've ever seen that included multiple fights. So, I mean, Carson's not going to suddenly start scrapping with Brandon Graham, but you bet at the link that's going to be one of the most intense atmospheres you've seen since the 2017 NFC Championship game because both sides are going to want it more. Both sides definitely see it as a personal issue, and both teams are very on par with each other, and they're going to be competing for that division, competing for the playoffs. Just want to give a shout out to the Locked On NFL podcast. Again, we thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day, but make sure you're also following the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories across the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you download it because the NFL right now, there has been some crazy news each and every day across the league. And with free agency coming next week, it's only going to get more intense. So subscribe to the Lockdown NFL podcast wherever you get your shows. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase wrapping up this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Eagles. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. We're available Monday through Friday, free and available on all podcast platforms in video form as well on YouTube. Today, we're getting into the breaking news that Carson Wentz has been traded to the Washington Commanders. The rivalry is on with the Eagles and Washington twice next year, you're going to see Carson Wentz against Jalen Hurts. And that's what makes the rivalry next year even more exciting is, you know, if Jalen Hurts is the starter, which right now, after Russell Wilson got traded yesterday and turned down the Eagles, it's more than likely that Hurts is going to be the quarterback. That makes it even more intense because we all know that while Jalen Hurts, that draft pick wasn't the main thing that ruined the relationship between the Eagles and Wentz, it was the final straw that broke the camel's back. And so Hurts versus Wentz, there's a lot of drama to that. If Jalen Hurts comes in and just runs all over Washington and destroys with Carson Wentz looking horrible, that's a bad look. Carson Wentz is not going to want to do that. He's going to want to prove to you that you made a massive mistake even thinking about taking a quarterback in the second round. The fan in me is terrified about this because I don't want to see a former Eagle that I personally enjoy more than most players that I saw as an extremely valuable player, you know, go after this team now, like Jackson did Deshaun when he left after the 2013 season, that stung more than anything. I don't want to see that again, but man, the journalist in me, the podcaster, this is as juicy of a storyline as you can get. Because again, this wasn't just trading away your longtime franchise quarterback like Donovan McNabb when he was older and, you know, just parting ways because you wanted to go with a young guy. No, that is not what happened with Wentz and the Eagles. There's a lot more to this that creates a legitimate rivalry. And let me tell you, tickets for that game at Lincoln Financial Field, they're going to be steep for this one. Wentz and Philly, the prices on those tickets, again, I think that's going to be the most intense atmosphere uh, you've had in a long time. You know, you can see 2019, week 16 against the Dallas Cowboys to, you know, win the NFC East. Um, 2017, of course, the NFC championship game, pretty much everything intense that happened in 2018 was on the road. So this is going to be one of the craziest playoff like atmospheres the Eagles have had in quite some time when Carson comes back to the Eagles. It's like when Deshaun Jackson came back, it's going to be intense. And 
I, I can't wait. I mean, part of me is nervous about it, but the other part is like very, very excited for a marquee matchup. So, because again, Washington, they're, everybody's laughing about it today. And I, and I get it. It's a horrible look for Wentz that the team with Frank Wright gave up on him after just one year. But from a Washington perspective, and again, it's kind of funny for Washington too, because it shows the desperation. And this is the move they always make, you know, going for a talented player that's probably over the hill already for one reason or another. It's just very on brand for that franchise. But at the same time, like, I don't know if Carson Wentz is shot. Like, he won't probably ever fix these massive flaws that he has, but he's still, even with the flaws, is somebody that can win, is somebody that can get you above 500. And when you have the support system that Washington does, can hurt another team and can add another team into this playoff equation that yesterday it looked pretty ideal to be the Eagles in the NFC. Because outside of the Green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams, I'd say you couldn't really make a clear argument that any other team in the conference is astronomically better than the Eagles. You could even make the argument that San Francisco or Dallas could take a step back this year and be on par with the Eagles or, you know, Philadelphia taking that next step. So man, it's a fun, it's a fun day to be an Eagles fan. It's uh, just a fun day in general to be an NFL fan. It feels very WWE like very scripted. And it just goes to show we're going to still be talking about Carson Wentz on this podcast. He's not going anywhere. You're going to see him twice next year. So you're going to get still a couple more weeks of Wentz talk in 2022. So make sure, I'm sure everybody loves that, but make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles, guys, wherever you get the podcast. In all seriousness, we've got some awesome content coming for you. This offseason, starting with free agency this week, Monday through Friday, we've got a show for you as well on YouTube and video form. We also have exclusive video content only posted on our YouTube channels, and we're also writing for fox43.com. So we've got written locked on content as well for you now, all day, every day, talking birds. And we're also on Twitter for that same reason at locked on birds at DiBiase, L O E. And my co host, Gino Camilleri, he's on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds.